I am Jared, the football genius Burgess. And I am Stephanie Fitzpatrick, AKA the Advantage Coach. And we got a guest. Yes, I am. Y'all don't know how excited I am. You're probably gonna cheese the whole show, okay? Because <laughs> uh, this young man that we have with us today is very special to me. I tell his mom all the time, thank you for sharing him. He's like a son to me. I love him like a son. So y'all know that means a lot. Um, we have Mr. Tawile Wilson with us today. How y'all doing? <laughs> yes. Happy yes. Man, I've heard so, so much about you, man. This is this is uh, the first time I've formally gotten to meet you. So, yeah. man, um, I'm just <laughs> super hyped that you can come on the show with us um, yeah. and we can learn a little bit about you today, man. Yeah. And so, other people can learn a little bit about you today. Right. Yes. Yeah, right. Like, this is brag time, buddy. That's all uh -huh. I'm going to say. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, little background. So, let's see. I've known Tawile since literally he broke his leg in the sixth grade. Yeah, Playing football. Mm -hmm. And he could not, because of the school he went to, he could not get around at school. And so he had to come to the non-traditional school. He and his, me and his mother were both teachers there at the time. And so I was already teaching his sister, Lord have mercy. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we lay, came in and uh, yeah, we rocked that sixth grade math uh, till he could get back on his feet and go back to school. And so I think, we already knew each other, but I think a bond formed at that point that yep. has never been shaken since mm -hmm. that moment. And he know all he gotta do is, and I'm I'm there for him. So like, I couldn't be more proud for this moment just because I know what he's been through, how he got here and what he's doing. And yeah, so yes, let's go. Okay, <laughs> kind words. So, um, no, you know, I love you, sir. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to just ask you some questions, Wele, and you just, you know, just chime in. All right. That's now, Wele is with us the whole show, y'all. So he's going to yeah. have to give his opinions on some of this other uh -huh. stuff we're talking about today, too. <laughs> so y'all just hold on. But uh, we're going to start with this. So did you ever think that the NFL was an option for you? Honestly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. Definitely. Um, I had somebody who was real close to me, who you know, Storm Johnson, who yeah. was like a big brother to me growing up. Right. And he made it to the NFL, you know. Yeah. He played in the NFL for about four seasons, I believe. So me coming up under him and seeing somebody I looked up to make it to the NFL and I'm already playing football and having early success, that was a formula for and in my head, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to NFL next. It was, it was written for me. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely, it was definitely a thing. It was a thought. Um, yeah, it was definitely something that I really wanted to do. And it was something I was really scared to tell people. I mm -hmm. didn't really 
tell people that because it's like if you don't do it, then it's like, you know what I'm saying? You got to explain that and it don't look good. But yeah, it was something. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jared could tell you his story. That's his thing. Yeah. Same story. How how was it when you when you knew that that wasn't going to be your path? Like, how was it, you know, accepting that? Like, what did you go through? Um, it was tough. Um, I probably knew the NFL was not going to be something that I'm that I was going to do probably like after my sophomore year in college. I'm gonna say after my junior year in college because I felt like my body it just wasn't going to be able to do it. Like I didn't been through a lot physically playing football that people don't even know to have. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I knew trying to pursue the next level with possibly even more damage to my body. And it would just, it would just be a lot. I didn't want to put my, honestly, as far as NFL, I kind of made the, de- made the decision before it even was made. I kind of had already came to balance with myself. Like, man, the sport of football didn't put you through a lot. You know what I'm saying? So if you're trying to go to the league, you got to be prepared to go through even more physically. Like I didn't have concussions. I didn't broke the biggest bone in my body. I broke my leg in sixth grade. She was referring to, I didn't tore a shoulder. I didn't broke a foot. I didn't, um, I didn't need a bunch of stuff, you know? So yeah, <laughs> football definitely don't owe me nothing for sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, how has it been since you graduated? So, so we didn't talk about this. You graduated this year from Alabama A&M. Whoop, whoop. Yes. 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 So how's it been since you graduated? What, how does, how's real life treating you, sir? I mean, it's cool. (laughs) Like ever since I graduated, we've been in a worldwide pandemic. So, you know, it's, (laughs) it's been different from a lot of stuff that I've heard. Like I graduated um, May, it was late May. May. It was just, it was July, I don't know. I, I, sometime during the summer is when I graduated. <laughs> it pushed our graduation back like four or five times, but I did, I did have a graduation. It was cool. And since then, um, how's it been? It's been different. I ain't gonna lie, it's been real different. Cause like school had me to where like everything was taken care of, like everything mm-hmm. was paid for, everything. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have real, I didn't have no real responsibilities as far as like being an adult besides being places on time, you know. Right. I didn't have any bills or like any type of like long-term commitment to any real world things. So I would say that's been the biggest adjustment, trying to get used to that and try to learn how to be an adult because like, you, I, I never realized how sheltered football had me, oh, how much. Mm. Yeah, how much I didn't have to do that other people, you know, had to do like, so that's probably been the biggest adjustment, you know, trying mm-hmm. to get used to that, just trying to be an adult, like, cause a lot of times, like you might have some people who didn't play sports, they might've had like a job or something in their off time, in their spare time. I was probably training or in the weight room in, in my spare time. So it's, it's learning how to, do stuff like that, you know, that's been an adjustment too. Um, yeah. 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 That sounds familiar. It <laughs> <does>. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, I, you know, and listening to you say that, I remember being at that moment thinking to myself like, wow, I was really coddled in college. Like, 
you get out of school and it's like, wait, I got to pay this bill every month? What? Like, I don't have somebody I can go to and hand this paper to and they going to pay it for me? That's, that's so, the crazy part. Like, yeah. It's crazy. And they tell you this while you're in college. Like, enjoy this time. You know, everything's free. It's fun. It's this. It's that. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. You know? Because before you know it, you'll be in the real world and you hear it. You definitely hear it. And you have your teammates who are older that, you know, tell you how they're doing and how the transition is. And you and you hear and take in all that stuff. But as y'all know, like, it's one thing to hear something and it's another thing to go through it yourself and see if That's right. That's true. That's I right. I can't say that I wasn't told, but it's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had but to it's see cool. it for yourself. It's definitely cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, so, so I know I went to HBCU too. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I know one of the things that you hear about the difference between guys who, who go to PWIs and guys who go to HBCUs is that, you know, um, some guys go to school at PWIs strictly for football, right? At, at HBCUs, you know, um, you have some guys who come to school who, you know, you come in straight for football, but they put, you know, an emphasis on education mm-hmm. at HBCU. Where, what, what, what type of value did you see in getting a, a degree from an HBCU? Um, I saw a lot of value actually. I knew because, um, like, like I said, I'm cool with a lot of like older people, and some of them have went to HBCUs, and some have went to P- have went to PWI. So it's like. I asked them both, like, so what is it like to go to a PWI? What is it like to go to an HBCU? And the HBCU is like, it's more of like a family orientated type of thing. Like, you might go to an HBCU and be like an engineer major. You know what I'm saying? And like, you might have people that came before you and they're also engineer majors and they want to look out for you. You know what I'm saying? They care. It's just more personable. Or you might have like a teacher at that school that you're really close to. Like me, I had got close with a teacher my sophomore year in college and we talk almost every day now, you know, and she mm-hmm. always tells me anything I need, call her. You know what I'm saying? She taught me a lot. She's the one who taught me about stocks and getting into that stuff. Like she taught me a lot of stuff. And it's just stuff like that, I feel like, that I got from an HBCU that I would not have got from a PWI. So to me, that adds more value to the degree that I got at the HBCU. I just, I ain't never heard nobody that go to a PWI <laughs> tell me a story like that. Cause it's probably like 80 or 90 kids in a class that the teacher probably don't even know, don't even know their name. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like all of my yeah. teachers knew me personally. They knew my name, they knew who I was like, you know, so it's way more personable, you know. Awesome. So. Yeah. I hate I didn't do it. I I can admit that though. Wow. Yeah. No, I do. I hate I didn't do it. You know, so <clears throat> I, I think you know I've, I've had experiences at all different types of schools, mm-hmm. right? Um, yes, Mr. PhD. <laughs> most recently, um, you know, huh? Which school did you go to, if you don't mind me asking? Oh yeah, no, I don't mind. I went to I went to Howard. I graduated from Howard in um, 08. Okay. Um, after up. leaving Howard, I think maybe I took a year or maybe two years off, and then I went back and got my master's at New Mexico Highlands University. Um, and 
<laughs> maybe two years after that, I moved down here to Georgia to get my PhD from Georgia State University. Oh, okay, that's what's up. And so I'm just in a holding pattern <laughs> right now uh, with Georgia State. So, yeah, but um, one of the things I was going to say is that having experienced, you know, life on, on both sides, even though I would say Georgia State, the very first time I came down here to visit and, and look at Georgia State, I was like, I mean, this kind of looked like, it looked like a black college. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in fairness, like it's, it's the, if not one of, um, the most diverse campuses in the country. I was I was just gonna get to that, and I don't want the listeners at home to quote me because I'm not sure. But if I'm not mistaken, Georgia State is not considered a P a P a PWI. Okay. Not, I believe there are um there's something there's a there, there's a, there's another name to describe them. They're not considered a PWI. Okay. Now, y'all bash me the listeners I think, <laughs> think, don't quote me don't quote me because i ain't did my i ain't did my homework but i'm i'm pretty sure that they're not a, P, a pwi and they'll be the first to tell you we ain't we ain't no pwi at georgia state so yeah that, one of the things not even I, when i graduated from georgia right. state was it a pwi so uh no one of the things one of the things that the school hangs his hat on is this diversity and right. I, I, I i can tell you it's on full display yeah um yeah. well i guess my my point uh, won't stand, I guess, if, if Georgia State isn't considered a PWI. Oh, no, they get serious but, about that. They correct me every time. We are yeah. not a PWI. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it, like, though, I appreciated that family-type vibe and atmosphere that I received when I first moved down here. As a matter of fact, the, the folks who I, I was in a cohort with, we still text each other to this day on birthdays and major events. Um, like, I, uh, one of, one of my guys, shout out to Andy, Andy got married less than a year ago. And so we all flooded him and, you know, made sure he felt love. Uh, my birthday just passed about two weeks ago. Um, and everybody sent me, you know what I'm saying? Some love for my birthday. So it just made me feel bad. Yeah. Then, Jerry, Why? No, stop, stop. No, you no. Ain't happy birthday. Uh, Not on his birthday. Uh. <laughs> you know, it's funny too because we talked that entire day, and I'm like, like I'm not the I'm not the type that be like, hey, did you remember it was my birthday? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so we, we, we talked that entire we had a whole conversation oh, 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 the entire day. Oh, um, but but it's understandable because, um, and I, I told the story a couple of uh, podcasts ago. My dad called me the day before. Right. I talked to my dad November 30th. December 1st, he did not call me. He called me December 4th and was like, Oh man, I was the first person to talk to you. I talked to you the day before. Oh, oh, oh he tried it. I love I'm like, your man, dad. That, that don't count. He tried it. He tried it. I love your dad. That, he don't, tried that it. don't count. No. That does not count, sir. The no. craziest part about that is his birthday is December 9th. But he couldn't remember yours being on the first. <laughs> At least I got a little bit of an excuse. Right. Like, yeah, no, we're not going to break that. That's my, that's my buddy. No, dad, we got you, dad. It's fine. You right. good? <laughs> I'm not the best when it comes to the birthdays and remembering, but if I try to do okay for the people that's really, really close. I'm not the best, though. I'm definitely guilty of that. But, <laughs> it's all good. Nah, it's all good, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we got, we got a couple more questions for you, Relay. Yeah. So... Uh, the next one is, what advice would you give to a friend's college? 
Say that again. You were breaking up. What advice would you give to a freshman student athlete entering college? <laughs> I could go on all day about this question, but I <laughs> I keep it short and try to pinpoint a couple of the important ones. Um, number one, time management is above all. Like that's important. You won't get far if you don't manage your time, and if you don't prioritize your time, like. You got to put time into certain things. It's okay to have fun. It's okay to do this, but you got to make sure you do your work, go to class. You got to make sure you, if, if you're an athlete, you know what I'm saying? Put that extra work in outside of practice. All of that is a part of time management, creating time to do those important things. Because people like to say that student athletes don't have no like spare time or no downtime. I'm going to be honest with y'all. That's not true. We don't have a lot of it. We don't have a lot of it. Don't get me wrong. We don't have a lot, but we will have an hour or two, you know what I'm saying, of just spare downtime. And what you do with that hour or two, you'll be surprised how far that could take you going to get an extra lift, going to the library to get some extra studying and, you know, stuff like that. Um, so time management, um, build relationships. Um, I didn't do a lot of that early on is that's not something that you like really think about and when I say build relationships I'm not talking about just like talking to a bunch of girls or <laughs> your teammates because y'all gonna be cool anyway but I'm talking about like getting to know your advisors um getting you can get involved into some type of like organizations you know stuff like that that stuff gonna take you a long way too. Like I just had a teammate, he just got called for a job because he's in his Greek organization and the guy saw him, he know him and now he's on, you know what I'm saying? So relationships, time management. And um, I'm gonna give y'all one more. <laughs> I would say, this is tough. It's just, it's so much stuff I can name. Right. Um, I would say cherish it. Cause it fly by, it fly by. Like your freshman year is a blur. Like <laughs> freshman year is a blur. Like you so go, 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 fun, fun, fun. Everything is new. Everything is new. Everything is new. Cherish that time. So I guess that go back to time management. Make good of your time. And yeah, cause it flies by. It's okay. Long. Different advice for a senior getting ready to graduate? A senior getting ready to graduate, have a plan. Mm -hmm. have, mm -hmm. have a plan. Um, Great advice. Think right. about what you're going to do after you walk across that stage. Like, what's going to be your next move? And don't think about that as you're walking across the stage. <laughs> think about that, you know, next year. You definitely have a plan because you don't want to waste no time. You know, yeah. like, who would have thought that? The year we graduated, we'll be in a global pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we right. prepare, prepare for the worst, plan for the best. That's great. Love it. That's great advice. I, I you know, I was thinking about um, how my junior year, and I tell this story all the time, and I, I, I'm never hesitate to give this man his his just due for his impact on my life. But my junior year, it was like I'm going to the NFL, and that's it. And after that, I'll figure it out. But um, my coach, shout out to Coach McKelvin, <laughs> Coach Matt. Um, 
he gave me some words that I will never forget. And he said that at some point you got to show the world that you can do something else. Now, whether you have a long career in the NFL or you don't make it past uh, this next practice, you got to show the world that you can do something else. And that's when it popped for me. Like, okay, no, I really need to sit down and plan like what I'm going to do next. And that right there, that those words right there were the things that like that helped me um, to, to start planning um, for, you know, what was next, what was after graduation, because, you know, um, the the NFL, a long lengthy NFL career just isn't in the stars for everyone, which is the reason why we created the field to the real project, Mm -hmm. because we've seen a lot of young men, um, find it difficult to, to make that transition. And you talked a little bit about your transition and how, you know, you knew kind of early on, like, okay, maybe the NFL just isn't in the stars for me. And that, you know, that mindset makes you think, okay, then what do I, what do I have to do next? So um, being a, a, you know, a player at a HBCU, do you see like the value in um, the field to the real project? Like, do you see it being valuable to like HBCU? Because I know you said that, you know, you knew early on, but I know some of your teammates probably thought to themselves, I'm going to play in the NFL. And then when it didn't happen, there was a, a bit of devastation there. Right. I see a lot of value in this podcast. And um, it definitely, like you just said, just hearing this and seeing these podcasts will open up your mind to thinking like, okay, I do need to have a plan or I do need to be prepared for what's to come next after playing sports my entire life and going into the real world. Because a lot of people don't understand that transition is crazy. Like mm-hmm. just playing sports your whole life and then the next day you're not. And now it's time for everything to get real. That's a shock to the body. So, mm-hmm. and you don't really spend a lot of time thinking about what you're going to do if sports don't work out because you're always spending your time on sports. Mm-hmm. So you don't ever think about like what I'm going to do if it don't work out because nine side of 10, you're not even going to be thinking about it not working out. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but um, yeah, so this type of thing, anybody that comes across a podcast like this, it'll open up their mind, you know, especially... <clears throat> Because y'all do stuff like bring real people who've been through it and they're telling you like, yeah, it gets real and it gets real quick. Like, you know, so yeah, I think this podcast is very beneficial and I hope it reaches a lot of, a lot, a lot of student athletes, not just at HBCUs, but, but all over the world because I know a lot of people who have struggled with making the transition from being a student athlete to like, now you're just you know, trying to find your way out in the real world. That's a tough transition, for sure. And I will say, like, Tawile was more than happy when I told him about the project we doing and mm-hmm. being able to go at, go to the HBCUs and, right. and actually, you know, talk to the students and, and provide them with, like, this real-world transit, helping them to know what's next and getting their mindset there from the beginning. So mm-hmm. no matter when it's over, you're ready. You're not right. getting ready. You're, already, you're ready. already ready. And so as soon as I talked to, to Wile about this, he was like, well, why didn't you say something while I was still there? Because <laughs> I would have been like, a, I would have been the biggest cheerleader to try to make sure that this happened at Alabama a and And he even Ooh. put us in touch with somebody with, there. With, yeah, like, the, uh, so 
Yeah, so I appreciate that you saw value immediately in what we were doing, but you've known me long enough to know the way that I operate with this kind of thing. You know, like this is my passion. Anything, you know, anything you need from me as far as it goes, when that, I'm, I'm there. And so, um, yeah, so we appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. Y'all keep doing what y'all doing. It's definitely, it's definitely gonna reach a lot of people. Trust me. Okay, right. from your words to God, Thank you. right? From your lips <laughs> to God's ears. Yes. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Who's really right? Yeah. Now, let me explain this to you, Wheelie, because uh, you're either gonna be the tiebreaker or you're gonna jump out and you know throw your own person into to this ring, but. We would certainly appreciate <laughs> having a tiebreaker in this moment. Okay. But for this, who's really right? Because what's the score of who's really right at this point? A lot to a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just so, say so we're the, not the, win this often, okay? Yeah, we'll, yeah we'll, Stephanie wins this a lot. Let's see what you got today. <laughs> so this who's really right is about who we think right now is the NFL MVP. Um, And as always... Or not always, always. I was gonna say not sometimes always. always. <laughs> Ladies first. Yeah. Stephanie. All right. So I know your person, so just know that it pains if you. If you're listening, <laughs> if you're listen, if you're listening, I love you. You are my man crush. So this is very hard for me to go against you. However, <laughs> I have to say that um, I feel like Patrick Mahomes is the front runner right now for this. Uh, it, and that's despite the bad game. He, one bad game he just had. Despite that, because I know that's where you're going. So don't go. <laughs> despite that, I still feel like he is, he is leading the pack right now. And I listen, you know I'm not the stats person, but I, I will share a few, okay? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Um, he is, let's see, it says he is leading the lead in passing yards, um, passing yards per game and net yards game per net yards gain per pass attempt. So he is literally sitting at 4,208 4, passing yards right now, 33 touchdowns. Okay. Okay. And they said, if he continues on this path, he will have 5,100 yards, 41 touchdowns for the year. Yeah. That's nasty. That's nasty. I'm just saying. I mean, the man is crafty. He is, I mean, no knock to Aaron. Oh, no knock to your person, but um, he's young. <laughs> um, and uh, he's still got amazing mobility and the uh -huh. ability to, he's... <sighs> The things that he can do, the way he can sling sidearms, it's Brent Farfish almost. Like his his ability to improv on the field is almost mm -hmm. like watching Brett Favre, only a young black Brett Favre. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's right, it, with a little more oomph to it. You know what I mean? The he fact start, that you you're he's what starting to, he's starting to look like he turned the ball over like Brett Favre too. <laughs> don't, don't, do don't 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 go there for Brett. Now wait wait. Time out. Hold on. Don't you go now, there for Brett. Now, you know Brett leads the league. And, That's well, he, okay, but, but Brett, listen. <laughs> you go leave Brett alone. Interceptions. <laughs> no. But either way, 
I'm just saying, but really, realistically, his craftiness mm -hmm. and the and the ability to improvise and, and improv on like on the spot yeah. with things. Like I can't remember what game that was and how he threw that ball around somebody. It was just uh -huh. I'm like, this kid is just no and he's fearless. Yeah. He's fearless. And so I just feel like he's he's having a stellar year despite the turnovers because he's mostly efficient. Yeah, no, he is. And that's why I like the stat that you used. Um, I'm going to use one where he's actually number two. He's just number two behind my guy who is number one, and that's Aaron oh, Rodgers. Oh, okay. So everything that you said about Aaron Rodgers yeah. can be, I mean, excuse me, everything that you said about Pat Mahomes, my homeboy, can be applied, <laughs> <laughs> can be applied to Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Aaron Rodgers does the same thing, that kind of sidearm. That delivery, he he can make every throw. He can. he can make every throw and he's efficient. He doesn't turn the ball over. So he and Pat Mahomes are number one and two, um, respectively, in QB rating. Mm -hmm. and so with Aaron Rodgers at 119.7 and Mahomes at 112.3. And I think the last game is kind of what brought him down a little bit because they oh were, yeah, that's that's they, exactly they what it was. Yeah. A little more neck and neck. And I just think mm -hmm. that um this is year what is this year 15 for is Aaron Rodgers? I'm like that. it might be. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So just in year 15, which kind of reminds me of my goat, you know what I'm saying? Just he's I'm gonna need doing you to why we gotta always <laughs> talk about your goat. Like for real. It's the LeBron always, show. It's the LeBron show. It's LeBron if you don't know. It's LeBron. Huh? You a LeBron fan? Oh, of course, yes, man. Is. Of course. Yes, he is. Right. We I, grew like, Jordan, that I grew up in look, the Jordan era. Look, we must be, we must be, we look, we must be related for real. Did you see his face? <laughs> yes. He He's holding his chest too. Like, I'm a diehard Kobe fan, so okay. that's a soft spot for me. So. I, I get, I get, I, I totally get it. I totally so, get it. Yeah. He ain't messing with Bean though, but but we'll we'll get into that later. Yeah, but, yeah, I, yeah. I'm a, you know. Uh oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I I got I got love for Kobe, so I, you know. Anywho, yeah, we ain't gonna talk about Kobe at all, not, not at all. Yeah, yeah. But no, all so right. Aaron Rodgers is my guy. Wheelay, come on, break the tiebreaker. Or whoever you got, don't make him let you pressure. <laughs> Whatever. Um, okay, you like Patrick Mahomes, you like Aaron Rodgers. Those are two great picks. Um, it's funny because up until about three or four weeks ago, like nobody couldn't tell me that Russell Wilson was not the league MVP this year. Like I'm on the, I'm on the record multiple times saying that Russ about to get an MVP going to the Super Bowl, but since his birthday, he's played bad. He's still celebrating. <laughs> he's still out here celebrating. So he, he's been playing bad. So as of late, Wait, what is he? What is he celebrating? His birthday still. He's still celebrating his birthday. He ain't playing football. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as of late, I'm gonna have to go with Aaron Rodgers. Um, and it's really tough. It's neck and neck with Aaron Rodgers and, and, and Patrick Mahomes. But I'm gonna say Aaron because I feel like he's doing the same that he's doing the same thing that Patrick Mahomes is doing with less. Patrick Mahomes probably has like one of the greatest receiving cores if you count his tight end like ever. Like you got yeah. 
Ari Hills, Sammy Watkins, Nico Hartman, Travis Kelsey. He got like a great offensive line. That's tough. And you got Aaron Rodgers who, who got some good receivers too. About you to know, say hello, Devontae you got, you got, Adams. Look, you got Devontae Adams, but outside of Adams, he, he all right. He all right. Yeah. But I feel like he don't got the same weapons no, that yeah. Patrick Mahomes got. That's not to take nothing from Mahomes because Mahomes. I was about to, you know, I was about to get you on that. Like, what does that <laughs> mean? Y'all talked about the numbers. I, I heard y'all talking about the the QBR. I think that Rogers got him in the QBR. Mm-hmm. He has thrown more touchdowns than Mahomes, and mm-hmm. he's thrown one less interception than Pat Mahomes. Now, Pat Mahomes, he got him in the, in, in the passing yards. I give him that. But as far as the QBR, you got to go Aaron. But I just think that Aaron is doing the same, if not more, with a little bit less. So that's why I'm going to give him a slight advantage over Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to give him a slight advantage. So You just made Sorry. Sorry. You just you made Jared's day. It's okay. You bit the dust on this one, Miss Stephanie. I still love you. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I'm good. <laughs> it's still, we have this is episode just like to thank 91 everyone. of our podcast. Yes. And it, it, the record is still about 75. A whole bunch 15, to a little bit. So it's okay. <laughs> That's tough, bro. I don't uh, know. <laughs> it feels good. It just feels good, you know, to, to just get this win this week, you know. Oh um, my gosh. I like what to thank ever. the fans. I like I like to thank the guys, you know. <laughs> Even the ones that who typically vote for Stephanie. I, I like to thank you guys because um it just feels good to finally win a who's really right. <laughs> we gonna see who else feels like y'all though, because y'all let us know who's really right. Yeah, you guys. the end of it. That's one person. Right. Y'all let us know who's really right. Yeah. Let, Come on with it. Know. Yeah. Oh, so y'all man. make sure y'all vote. Let us know who's really right. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So we've been talking a lot about COVID <laughs> over the past couple of months. And what is there to talk about? Really? Right. And its effects on every sport, actually baseball, yeah. basketball, yeah. basketball, and NBA basketball. Right. Is the only, looks like the only sport that's gotten it right. Um, now, I don't know if that's going to be true, but anyway. Well, now, Lord. Now, I don't know if that's going to be true, but yeah. okay. Not, not, it, we got bubble and then post bubble. So let's see what post yeah. bubble looks like. Right. But, um, it's, it feels like college football has just gotten it all wrong. Oh my gosh! Um, and because there's so much money in it, um, nobody's going to attempt to get it right. So um, right now, the Pac-12 championship it was supposed to be USC, University of Southern Cal versus University of Washington. Mm-hmm. Well, the University of Washington will not be able to field enough players, um, enough scholarship athletes to play in the championship game. And so University of Oregon is going to have to take their place as the team who was uh, right below the University of Washington. And that's who's going to be in the championship. Just a so hot mess. How do you feel about that? Hot mess. Yeah. Hot mess. That's what this is. How do you just, you don't default. I mean, okay, so if we making up new rules, then what I said last week should, should count. The what NFC least. The NFC least should just not even get to play in any post get postseason games, okay? So and just we should just pick whole, another team. Throw randomly. the whole division away. Yep, just throw the whole division away, and let's just pick another well, team randomly from another division to just slow, come in. If that's how we do it. Slow down now. Slow down. No, no. 
the football team is in first place, and I, I think that we should just hold on. <laughs> I think we should just hold on. Whatever. And if they, they don't end up making it, then throw the whole conversation. I mean, <laughs> don't, 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 do that. don't do that. No. Put the whole division no. away. <laughs> the entire division. Let it just go on to the side, to the wayside. <laughs> and yes. So I feel like this is how do you just random, like, out of, I mean, I know they're next in line, but it's, it's just, that's not fair, mm. in my opinion. It's just, it's just not fair. Well, um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you good. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, how do you? So what? How is it fair? So let's just say Oregon wins. Mm-hmm. That how is that fair? How, where's the? Where's the? That yeah. Y'all just need to just say we're gonna chuck this season. And we just won't have championships, no bowls, no nothing this year. Y'all got a chance to play some football because that's what you were whining about. You wanted to play football. So you got a <laughs> chance to play some football. Just be happy with that. This is one of those asterisk years and just call it a day. Just call so, it a day. But before I go into us, what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, I want to hear, Wheelie, I want to hear your, your thoughts on the NCAA deciding to play the season anyway with, with um, you know, COVID and the cases on the rise, um, not even just this championship game. What, what are your thoughts on like the season being played anyway? I mean, it's unfortunate because it puts a lot of people at risk, not only the players, but the people who the players be around, their family, their friends, and stuff. But to be honest, I mean, it's not so. It's it's, it's not surprising. Um, mm-hmm. Me playing in the NCAA, like the stuff I've seen and heard, NCAA is all about this. Mm-hmm. So you know, they're gonna do anything they can to get as much of this as they can. So I mean, it's not surprising. Um, but it's unfortunate. It's just unfortunate. This whole situation is un- is real unfortunate. You know, yeah, just yeah. speaking to what what y'all was just talking about, how the Pac-12 championship game has been altered. Um, you work so hard, like twelve months a year, mm-hmm. to get to a championship moment, to get to a championship game, and to have that taken away from you is tough especially in these circumstances where you where you where you worked and played under these conditions and now you in a way you don't get to reap no benefits from it it's tough it's super tough and I feel for them I feel for those guys because that's that's tough um but yeah it's the whole situation is just unfortunate that's really all I got to say about that yeah <laughs> no it's funny like when we when we talked about this a couple of months ago I mean, not, yeah it was about a couple of months ago um one of and i think we both had this sentiment stephanie like they they shouldn't have a championship no. um because of stuff i i i knew something like this could be possible you know Absolutely. and i pray that nobody got hurt and we'll go into that in a second that nobody you know was injured died. or even worse really died about. you know died, like the worst case scenario right yeah. and so it, it's it's rough you know, when you think about like this whole thing just really being makeshift and that the NCAA, they're, you know, their business, I get it. They got to make money. And um, 
but it's just unfortunate that the money has to be made at the expense of these athletes, right. you know, because a whole team just, you know, and, and some of it, it, it isn't like the whole team caught COVID. No, but, but they don't have enough scholarship players to right. be able to, yeah. Through contact tracing and stuff like that, these guys will be out and they have to quarantine yeah. for so long. And it's like, right. you know, everything is tainted. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, the NBA with the bubble, where they it felt like they were the only sport to get it right. Because even with right. baseball and like how they were able to, you it know, be good towards the end, yeah. the very end in the the uh, World Series, guy gets pulled out in the seventh right. inning after being around everybody, then right. comes back on the field. Comes back to celebrate to with celebrate everybody. Without no a mask talking. on. It's the thing about that, though. I mean, just being honest, I feel like well, I, I knew college sports would probably struggle the most out of all mm -hmm. the sports right. with this COVID thing because just being real, 18 to 22, 23-year-olds, yeah. we didn't really – we we had got the news about the COVID. I was in school when we when we found about COVID. It was like probably December when we first started hearing about it. We mm -hmm. came back from Christmas break early January. We were still hearing about it. And I'm going to say like February is when I guess it started to get big in China, if I can remember. And that's when it was becoming more talked about. And they started sending emails and, you know, it was just more talked about. In March, when we started spring practice is when it really, really became a thing. And like they took us off the field and they started talking about all these guidelines we got to abide by. And I'm not going to say too much on this podcast, but <laughs> all the guidelines, you know, they weren't always fully about by you need uh -huh. yeah exactly you, you get what mm -hmm. i'm saying so yeah. you know and that's just i mean like i said you got kids that's 17 on, on on the team so you know they're not gonna listen to right. those social distance rules just being honest you know so i knew that college was definitely at the most risk because you got kids essentially you know what i'm saying so right and then a campus is so hard to you know, a, right. a campus so personal, like y'all eating in similar areas, y'all sleeping right. similar areas, y'all, you know, so cohabitating, yeah. everything's right there yeah. together. Yeah, like exactly. this is why. Right. So that's when when we first had this conversation, we like we talked about like college needed bubbles, mm -hmm. like every sport needed a bubble on campus. So you couldn't, you could only be with your team, like the way they did the NBA, you could only be with your team on campus. They needed somebody to cook for you, to do everything that you needed in a bubble. And then you would travel in a bubble and come back in a bubble. That's the only way it would have worked. Otherwise, you, I mean, yeah. I have to leave a lot of institutions out because that sounds like it costs a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, that's why <laughs> no, it didn't definitely. happen. That's exactly why it didn't happen. It's money involved. Like it would have cost lots and lots of money. Right. But it was the only way to, if you really care about the student athlete, that would have been the way to keep them safe. Yeah. So yeah. Bunk, you make enough money, they make plenty of money. So please. So yeah. 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 No, that's that take. Can we just skip right on to uh, the, the other COVID story, please? Yeah, I, okay. I, I, I was just going to say, like, um, you know, we don't fully understand this, this virus yet um, mm -hmm. and the long term effects of it. Um, and so we are, we are seeing that there are like serious consequences yeah. for some of these young athletes. And when they, they told us that 
it didn't affect athletes or it wouldn't affect athletes. Like if you were healthy and in shape and stuff like that. Right. Um, but we're seeing that there are true effects on some Absolutely. of these athletes. And I don't remember Absolutely. his name, but the player from Penn State, Penn State. had yep. to retire because of yep. an enlarged heart due to the effects to of COVID. COVID. Yep. Um, and then I actually went back and looked at the video. You told me about it, Stephanie, about Keontae Johnson, <laughs> Woo, that who collapsed on the court um, for the University After of Florida. After a timeout, yeah. After a timeout, he collapses on the court um, and his, his injury was due to the effects of COVID. Mm-hmm. And not only was this guy rushed to the hospital and he was put, he was in, it was more than serious condition. I can't think of it. No, name. critical. He was, he was in a critical, critical, but, critical, but stable condition when right. they took him to the hospital. Yeah. But they had to put him in a medically induced coma. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. No, I don't get it. I'm not. No, I can't they don't get, to get it, it to this. I'm sorry. Nope. I, I, I was only going to say that the, someone arguing on the other side of this will say something to the effect of it doesn't affect as many people. One, I don't think we know the long-term effects. No, we like, don't. This thing has only really been like prevalent in the U.S. for, for about a year. Yeah. And so we don't know how it's going to affect people going forward. Right. But some of these things that we're seeing, like for, for those people who are, who are going to argue on the other side of this thing, Imagine your loved one being the one collapsing on the court. Imagine your loved one. Like the boy fell on his face first on the court after a timeout. It just, and and to see his teammates and even FSU players, they were visibly shaken Mm -hmm. because you could tell it was bad. Like, you you know what I mean? And they were like, people were having to hold back tears. Some of them didn't hold back tears. Mm -hmm. It was just, that's trauma. It's trauma to the body of the person. It's trauma to... This kid, kid is projected to be a first round pick. SEC, like up for SEC player of the year or something like that. Yeah. Like he's not slouchy, okay? Mm-hmm. So for him to be put in this situation where he might be like the Penn State boy who got to now go and retire before you even get a chance over something that could have, well, yeah. I won't go there tonight. But anyway. <laughs> Mm, you know how I feel about Cheetos. So uh-huh. like, mm. It's definitely, it's, it's it's definitely real, and it affect athletes. I don't know. I ain't gonna say I don't know because I was hearing that, and we were kind of believing that too. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, oh, it can't affect us because we had optimum health, and we, you know, what I'm saying we we exercise and we eat this and drink that. Mm-hmm. Nah, it, it definitely can affect anybody because I had got it back in um in march or like april i couldn't smell or taste for like nine days oh wow it was crazy and i'm somebody who anybody who knows me personally know like i'm real strict about what i put in my body oh yeah i don't eat a a lot of meats i don't eat red meats i don't drink certain stuff i don't i don't Mm. eat i don't drink milk it's it's a lot of stuff that i do to try to maintain my health and i still got it so you know all that I'm an athlete. I'm healthy, and I ain't gonna lie. That's that's cap. <laughs> that's right. That's why I was so angry at Kirk Cousins. This is uh, your friend, and then oh, yeah. you said that dumb stuff. Kirk Cousins talk about he you can't get in my body. I won't allow. Fool, shut up. Third third cousins ain't my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I was happy yeah. when he got out of Washington. 
Oh God, that just was so ignorant. Yeah. I have a question for y'all too. Okay. How y'all feel about all the people that you know say COVID is not real or it's man-made in a lab or it's how, how y'all feel about all, all that type of stuff? Um, speculations. You go first, Evan. We live in a world <laughs> where there are conspiracy theorists that abound, okay? Uh-huh. And my problem, I don't, I don't wish anything on anybody, but I say this, until it affects you personally, you can spout all of that silliness, right? Until it affects you, whether it's you or somebody you love. 300,000 people have, have loved ones who are mourning their loss right now. Yeah. Something's real. Yeah. Yeah. 300,000 people didn't just, just, uh, I mean, did they volunteer to die? I don't think so. So like, no, I feel like it's, it's real. I, where it came from is irrelevant to me because mm-hmm. it's here. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of how it got here, it's here and we need to address it, deal with it and be done with it. That's my point. I don't get, you know, like real talk. And if you don't feel like it can affect you, Lord, God knows I'm trying to hold my tongue, but I'm going to just say for those people who don't believe they need to wear a mask or it ain't real or all of that, it's okay. I need y'all to be the ones to go out here and thin out the herd then. (laughs) That was well said. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, so my thoughts on it is it's 100% real. Like, first of all i've had family members catch it like you just said you caught right so it's 100 real now i'm king of the foil heads like the foil i mean the foil hats i'm king of that so i'm a conspiracy conspiracy theorist and i think that everything has origins or something when i hear about the new virus disease whatever the first thing i think about is who stands to gain from it, right? So I, I truly believe it was created in a lab, right? And the fact that we received, okay, I'm not gonna go that deep, but I truly believe that it was created in the lab. And I believe that whoever created it is the same people who stand to benefit from uh, the vaccine, the vaccine mm-hmm. being created. So if you search and you find the dots to whoever is going to get paid from this, I firmly believe they're the ones who created it. And I think, I, I'm sorry. It got out of hand, that's yeah. all. It wasn't supposed to be this big, but yeah. it got out of hand because leadership didn't handle it the way that they thought they would. Mm-hmm. And so it got out of hand, period. Yeah. And so, but I don't really care. Lab, bat, dog, whatever it was yeah. they were saying it came from, whatever. I'm just saying, let's just worry about everybody staying safe yeah. at this point. And I'm, that's my top priority is for people to take people's lives seriously. Mm-hmm. I'll, that's it. Take other people's lives serious because yeah. they matter to me. Right. Right. I asked y'all that question and I'm glad that I did it in this order because I was able to get an honest response, especially from you, Miss Stephanie. But I asked that question because that was the mindset that I had you know, mm-hmm. early on with the COVID, I was like, 
you know, like, you know, this ain't, this ain't nothing, you know, this uh-huh. some stuff that, you know, they just doing, somebody probably just made it, trying to get some money, I don't know, I ain't think it'll affect me or anything in my life that I had going on, but it did both, and you know what I'm saying, definitely didn't think I would near be able to catch it, and, and it did that too, so, you know, that's, that's why I asked that question, you know, but yeah, it's, it's, it's real, and people need to be safe, um, like you said, Jerry, I kind of agree with, like, I do feel like it was, like, I don't know if it was made, but something happened to where it was, like, something was intentional there, yeah. you know? And, you know, but that's that's how that's how life is, though. You create a need, and then you create a want for that need, and this is an example. Supply and demand, baby. That's the... Yeah. That's yeah. the that's the focus of economics right yeah. there. Actually, the vaccine started getting distributed today, right? I want to say. Yesterday. Because yeah, they, put the, they paraded that black nurse and that black doctor out to get them the vaccine. On, on Tuesday. You know, yeah, so uh-huh. yesterday it started. Real interesting about them vaccines and stuff. Who do they do their trials? And I, I was reading they did like 2,000 trials on humans and stuff. Like, who... How do they do? Who volunteers? Yeah, <laughs> right. who, volunteer, who volunteers to get a try to get a, a vaccine? Like who who does that type of stuff? That's interesting to me. That's another it's another little conspiracy theory I got. But oh, I'm gonna keep God. that. Listen, listen, y'all listen. two gonna be on there all night. <laughs> right. Uh, uh-uh. You're not gonna I certainly I certainly was about to go. Look, I'm a promoter. I promote don't take it. I'm a I'm a pro no COVID vaccine. <laughs> you anti vaxxer I'm pro no COVID vaccine. Yeah. Won't catch me, won't catch me taking it, but um, you know. Each his own. That's what I'm gonna yeah. say. Whatever you whatever floats your boat. Right. I, I I'm gonna watch y'all and you know, I'll right. watch y'all first folks that take it. And if it worked good for y'all, I'll I'll watch the next. Folks to take group. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I see what it's looking like. A flu shot at all in my life. So, you know, my mindset on them type of things is in a whole nother field. So, yeah, I'm probably, I don't see myself. No, we there with you. Yeah. Nah, we with you. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. You ain't by yourself. Right. Look, Jared will tell you I was so I mad in October. Yes. Yeah. No, you ain't, you ain't by yourself. Listen, nah. I had, because I work in the healthcare, because I work in healthcare, they made me get a flu shot. This was the first one I've ever had. Oh, yeah. And I was so upset. Yeah. I was like, if I wasn't going to lose my job and have to hit the street, I would be like, hey, no. Said, you already know what type of family I come from and who my mom is. I don't even, right. take, I don't even take like real medicines. When like I get right. sick, we uh-huh. we like heal naturally. I'll drink some ginger or drink sea moss. I've been doing that since I was like yeah. a baby. And she'll tell you right. that. Yeah. But I'm seeing that people on Twitter and social media are getting involved in that stuff, which is real good because natural yeah, healing, it is. I right. promote that. I promote natural healing for sure. I, I love it. it. I love, love it. it. Like yes. I, I've, I've been watching uh, videos on, and I know I'm, I'm promise we about to steer right back in. I'm in, just like, y'all just go ahead and have this conversation <laughs> but, anyway. It's fine. Go uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I, I've been watching videos on Dr. Sebi for a long time. And so, yeah, like, yeah I've been talking about him for a while. That's another one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I've been on here for a while. Shout out to Dr. Yeah. All right, but let's get back on track. Because (laughs) Leangelo Ball, 
was released by the Pistons. Now, I need to know how y'all feel about this. Well, Stephanie, I already know how you feel about it. But you, you can, see you my can face. tell us. Yeah, you can tell us how you feel. <laughs> but I already know how you feel. I, I'm, I'm good. You, you, you're okay with it? You're okay with I'm it? Good. With I, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, okay, Stephanie. Yes. Because I don't know if you, I'm, you haven't seen like that show, have you? The, what show? The Ball in the Family. You know I'm not about to watch nothing with right. okay. their daddy, right? Well, okay. okay. But, so my thing is, yeah, like, I, I uh-huh. know how you, huh, go ahead. My bad, Wheelie. What'd you say? You like him? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I think that, and you know, we talked about this a long time ago, uh, Stephanie. I think that LeVar Ball is a combination of my pops and all my friends' daddy. Don't you do that? To, no, don't you do that. No, I, lo, I'm you, just saying no. like the. <laughs> no, I will not allow you to put your dad in no category with that man. Absolutely no. not. No. Oh, man. No, listen. I, no, that's mental illness. No. <laughs> All right. Well, so, so forget LeVar for a second. Right, because I'm looking at this from the standpoint of the kids. And if you do feel like LeVar is overbearing and all of that, like, mm-hmm. then you would have to kind of feel for the kids. Oh, I do. I'm just saying, so, I, I do. But this is a business. You're always the one talking about, this is a business. Right. It's a business. And so if he ain't cutting it, then he ain't cutting it. I don't, I'm, I'm just saying. Oh, so, okay. So that gets to my point, right? Because, yeah. you know, when we had this conversation the other day, I told you that I feel like Leangelo is the son that has the most upside. I agree. And, you know, when I said, I said it today to shout out Dirk, I said that to Dirk today. (laughs) And, you know, folks look at me crazy when I say that, but Lonzo is a true point guard. He is, he's at his peak in my opinion. I I, I think there's room for improvement there, but he's a true point guard. Mm -hmm. LaMelo is a two masquerading as a point guard. Yes. Leangelo has the biggest body. Mm-hmm. You know, he has the, the NBA build now. Yeah. He is the better shooter of the three. Mm-hmm. And he can defend multiple positions. And so I think that one of the things that didn't come out of uh that didn't come out of the Pistons camp, it didn't come out of Detroit, was exactly why he was released. And so when I went and did a little bit of digging, I see that it wasn't that he was a healthy scratch for those um, two preseason games. He had suffered an ankle injury. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what was listed under his DMP. And so I don't think that he really had opportunity one, non-guaranteed contract. And so I felt like that was extended to him right. so that he could be a part of their G League team because it it looks like he's going to be playing for their G League team in Grand Rapids. And so mm-hmm. it won't I, I do be long. feel yeah, it won't. I, I do feel like, you know, his dad has made it very hard for him. Um yeah. you know, yeah. I, I I can't rock with everything his dad does, but I'm I'm the type of person where I'm I'm like, you know, I treat people like a smorgasbord. Like some stuff that comes around on it, I'm not going. I'm not going to touch. I can't take. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not going to throw the whole person away. I do see that 
with some of his methods, even though they're super extreme, with some of his methods, you can see that his heart's in the right place. Now, some of that stuff is crazy, and I don't, I just don't can't. You, don't second. you be like that with my, don't you be like that with my <laughs> nephews. You hear what I'm saying to you? I didn't already start it. <laughs> don't, don't, don't you be like that with my nephews. I'm telling you right now, don't you be I have already started. <laughs> uh-uh, no. Oh, man, I can see Listen, it now, too. No. Me trying oh, to act God. up like that, and you grab yeah. me by the collar. <laughs> don't you do it. Don't you do it. I'm just telling you right now, don't do it. I like You'll have five one, five one bit, bit of trouble on your hand, okay? <laughs> Wee Lay, what you think about mm-hmm. it? What you think about this? Uh... I like what his dad do. I mean, he marketing his sons. I mean, yeah. he, he has given them all a platform that maybe they might not have had without him. Now, some of them can who, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they might've created their own platform. It still wouldn't have been as big as it is now, mm-hmm. but they created one, but he has created them a platform. So even if he has a son that doesn't make it to the league or doesn't have a career is lasting in the league, they might be able to do something else based off the platform that he's created just off of his crazy antics and just yeah. being him. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Everybody got a different a opinion. Foolishness gets you. So well, he's he took, a, so you're saying he took the he took the uh Kardashian way. Okay. That's what you said. <laughs> 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 well the, you you can't that's you what can't he deny did. He took the Kardashian way. You can't deny that he's a genius at marketing. Like yeah. he, oh, I think he, he, he that's not genius. Even if you think even if you think that it's bad press. He is a genius at marketing. Like there's no way if for for him to come out with a shoe that sells for as much as it does, and he used the methods that, that he did to sell this shoe. Now I can't talk about everybody not getting their shoe and all that, but for him to be able to sell and to move as many shoes as he did from somebody who how do we even know LeVar Ball? He groomed his sons to be great basketball players. And then he used that, threw that into getting out in front and marketing his sons. I think my problem is, I'm gonna say this and and then I'm done. Y'all can have this conversation. (laughs) I don't know, like you said, his heart is in the right place. I, I think that is my greatest problem with all of this is I've never felt like it was really, truly, genuinely just about your kids. Mm-hmm. If it was that, I'd be like, you know what? Um, it's awesome to see this black father doing what he got to do to see his son. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like it's ever been truly, genuinely about his kids. It's he didn't get no five minutes of fame, and he was gonna make it through his children. He wanted this money, so he was going to use and exploit his children. That's how I've seen it. That's a harsh word. Exploit. Exploit. Well, that's what he did. A lot of dads do that. But is it a right thing? Is it good? Like, I just. I mean, I'm not. It's not. It's not. No, it's not. I I don't. I see it as being mutually beneficial. I don't think that we know of LaMelo Ball in the way that we know of him if. 
LeVar Ball isn't his father. I don't think that Lonzo Ball gets drafted number two to the Lakers if LeVar Ball isn't his father. And so... Um, I mean, they benefited from it, but that's not the... My point was the motive. Yeah. That's my I don't problem. know. I, I, I really... My father certainly wouldn't have been nuts like that. But my father would Thank probably... You. I appreciate you. No, my father would probably be out front as well you know what I'm saying? Marketing me different know. for the di- for different reasons. Yeah. What if his kids but, are in on it though? And we I mean, don't and that might be true. I'm only speaking of what. Yeah, you're right. They might have been. It might have been a master plan from the whole. They're all family. benefiting. They're all yeah. benefiting. So you know who? who I, mean, I don't know. I don't who know? Shout out to them though. Know. Yeah, shout out, shout out, <laughs> shout out to the ball boys. Right, yeah. we, we spent way longer on this topic than we supposed to. Well, well, much more time than I would prefer, for sure. All right, on to the real. All right, step now. You got to introduce this one, okay? <sighs> yeah, yeah. So y'all. Wele is not, you know what, we just keep saying, Tawile is not just on here um, because we just, you know, love him so much and we wanted him to, because he's been amazing with us on here today, Mm -hmm. but we also wanted him on here because he is our onto the real spotlight today, because when we started Feel to the Real, the podcast, it was born out of Feel to the Real, the project. And when we started the project, we started it with the hopes of helping college athletes understand who they are outside of the sport. So that when the time for real life to come around was was upon them, they would be prepared. It's ready, it's better to be ready than to get ready. That's always what we say. And so we um, wanted to take the time to spotlight an actual newly graduated Cum laude, I might say. Oh, laude. He graduated. <laughs> Cum laude. Um, HBCU graduate, and you all have heard us talking about Alabama A&M is where Tawile graduated from. Um, and so we wanted to spotlight an actual graduate who embodies what we want with the project. And so mm-hmm. I am excited to say that Tawile Wilson is our onto the real and he has graduated and immediately started to make some moves and so i'm uber proud and I'm gonna turn it over to him to let him tell you about what he's got going on <laughs> i appreciate you for all them kind words miss miss stephanie it's always love she All just right. put she just put the pressure on me with that great <laughs> introduction that was a great introduction i hope i live up to <laughs> what the people probably think of me now. <laughs> but um, uh, like she said, I just graduated from a and a few months ago. Um, since then, I have started my own business, um, Obsessed with Profit. It is a clothing business. Right now, it's like a clothing line, but I'm going to expand it like as time goes on. I'm going to expand it because I, I want to get into a few other things too. But Obsessed with Profit is a clothing line. Oh, and when you hear the name Obsessed with Profit, because this is a big misunderstanding that I've been getting back, like a lot of feedback, and I never thought about this. But 
when people hear obsessed with profit, they seem to just think money, like obsessed with money. Like, I'm not sure if that's what y'all two thought when y'all first heard it. But when I'm saying obsessed with profit, I'm not talking about I'm obsessed with money. Like, no, that's not what I'm referring to. Obsessed with profit means to be like obsessed with gains, like obsessed with trying to get better, like every day at something. Like, say if you're a mom and you got three kids, you want to be obsessed with being a better mom every day. You're obsessed with profit. I was a good mom on Tuesday. I want to be a great mom today because now it's Wednesday. Or we could look at it in the aspect of money. You made $40,000 last year. You you want to find a way to make $50,000 this year. You know, being obsessed with profit. So it don't necessarily have to be referred to in money terms and monetary senses all the time because it's not meant for that like when i was thinking about my brand and how i wanted to brand myself and come up with it i really didn't even think about money at all actually i'm just that type of person where i always i'm always trying to figure out how to get more how to improve how to do this better so i just obsessed with profit that's what i wanted to represent with myself so i started that clothing line um shouts out to obsessed with profit um y'all go that's follow right. us on, on, on instagram twitter Facebook at Obsessed with Profit. Um, I got a huge drop coming. What did this one be released on Monday? I got a huge drop coming on Friday. So by the time y'all see this video, y'all can go online to the site and go shop or check some stuff out or refer a friend, anything. Um, so outside the clothing line I got going on, this is gonna surprise y'all. I, I know it is because y'all probably look at me, y'all see student athlete, y'all see that I'm black, y'all see I'm young. But I'm heavily invested in like stocks. Like I, I like that. I don't know why. I just, <laughs> I, I just like it. And I don't have nobody in my family who I grew up around. It just was like implanting in my brain and showing it to me. So it's not like that. I just something I just came into liking. Um, I went to school and studied study finance. Like that was my major. And in the process of getting my finance degree. I had a class and we talked about stocks a little bit, but I didn't like it though. I hated that class. That's the crazy part. I hated that class, but I had a teacher get sick maybe like six weeks before the, before the end of the course. And I had a new teacher come in and we just, we just hit it off instantly. Like, and she don't really like introduce me to it, I guess. And from there, you know, it's something I do every day. And as far as the stocks and stuff, that's what I want to like expand my brand to. I want to find a way to incorporate it where I can like teach the black community and teach young people and all that about stocks, you know, and learning. Cause it's a lot of money in that stuff. It's it's a lot of money in that stuff. <laughs> We're gonna talk offline, sir. Them. Okay. Uh -huh. We're gonna talk offline. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves money for sure. So you know <laughs> I, I definitely I definitely that's something I want that's something I want to you know incorporate and teach and I don't want nobody money I'll be seeing a lot of these dudes have courses for two or three hundred dollars just to teach you the bare minimum because they're not even going to really give you the free game they're going to teach you the bare minimum and they're going to charge you. I don't want your money like if you see this video and you want to reach out to me and ask me about stocks or investing or anything feel free to do it I'll tell you everything that I know, you know, I'll try to help you, you know, learn how to put some people out of business, we like. It's something that you can definitely benefit from. 
because I'm super guilty of like, oh, I mean, I don't want, I don't want to put nobody out of business, but <laughs> you know, I just want, I want like people to be more like aware, you know, aware of because it's like absolutely, I love it. If I think about. It, if I didn't come across the teacher that I came across, I probably wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't be sitting here talking to you about this topic right now. So it's like, you know, so yeah, so I've been doing that. And then I also got into a little bit of coaching. I coached in my high school this past season. Shout out to Shiloh. Um, I was the corner coach there. That was cool. I could see myself later on down the road not right now though i don't got the patience right now like it's it takes patience to coach and i ain't cool though. i definitely have a passion for um teaching the kids and showing them stuff that i didn't know and you know helping them out and still being involved in football that's super fun and speaking of football it is i don't know i wasn't really gonna get into this but i um there's a possibility that I still might play another season of football because I have one more year of football left to play, but that's wow. kind of in the air, kind of in the air. I don't, I don't know if I really want to like get back out there. It's like, cause now I feel like I didn't started my life kind of <laughs> and went down a different path. So now it's like, I don't want to backtrack and go back down the football route, you know, but it's something that I love and something I've been doing my entire life. So it's really hard to let go. And I, and knowing I have a couple of opportunities to still play, it's something that's in the back of my mind, but I don't know. We'll keep, we'll keep, we'll keep that in the air. Cause that, that, that decision hasn't been made yet, but yeah, that's what, that's, that's a little bit about what's, what's going on with me right now. I'm so proud uh, of you. Appreciate that. <laughs> I'm sitting up here and I'm telling y'all about all this stuff. And it sounds sweet, but I ain't gonna lie, it's it's definitely not. It's been a lot. It's been a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of like uncertainty. It's been some tough, some tough moments just not knowing what you want to do. Cause yeah, I have my degree. I have a good degree from a good school, but I just I just always I always knew like a regular nine to five. I didn't want that. Like I always mm -hmm. knew. I didn't want that. Like it was just something about it I just didn't want, you know. So when you don't want a regular nine to five and you come out of school, it's like, okay, so like I know what I don't want, but what am I gonna do? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you don't wanna make any bad mistakes or set yourself back, any so it's been tough and I have made a few. I've definitely made a few, but you know, since since anybody who is seeing this and they around the same age or they're in the same time of their life that I am, my advice to you is don't get overwhelmed and don't get too down on yourself. Because to be honest with you, we all kind of going through the same thing right now. Everybody who's around my age and making a transition from like maybe school to the adult life, we're all going through the same thing right now. We're all trying to find our way and figure out what our purpose is and what we're going to be doing in life. And it's stressful. So and don't get caught up into what nobody else got going on. Like I know mm. the social media and Instagram and stuff. I'm big on Instagram. Like I love Instagram. Y'all follow me at way too cold on Instagram, but <laughs> I'm big on that. So I get on Instagram. I might see, I might see somebody who's the same age as me or two or three years younger than me, 
but they're doing more than what I'm doing. And it might, it might, it might have me down for a little bit. I ain't gonna lie. And it's like, dang, like, what am I doing wrong to not, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, be at that point or this and that. But you can't get caught up in comparing yourself to nobody. What's what is what is for you is going to be for you, and you've got your own path, and everything's gonna happen when it's supposed to. And sometimes it's hard to maintain that that mindset because you know what I'm saying you get caught up in what your peers might be doing, and it's like, dang, like so. That'd be the advice I got to anybody who's sitting here and they're looking at this podcast. Love it. Love it. Or frustrated. It'll all come to fruition. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Wheeler. All right. Feel good. Oh, one more book. thing. Oh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Special, special, special shout out to Miss Stephanie, the lady <laughs> who is on this podcast right now. <laughs> she, um, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna get we ain't gonna get too deep into it because it's real personal for me. But I went through a real real tough time about a year and a half ago. Super super tough time, and um, she was there for me throughout the entire process. Like like she was literally there for me wherever I was there. She was there. So shout out to her. I can never thank her enough for that. You know we ain't we ain't gonna. We ain't gonna get into what happened and what was going on, but she know, you know, she was there. So special, special shout out to her. She knows she can get anything, anything out of me. You know, shout out to her. All love. Love you too. Well, that's a feel good final thought right, right. there. Like for real. Because <laughs> I'm over here about to cry. So. Oh man. I'm all sweat. Right. I'm, I'm all sweat. sweat. That's like, the criteria. Yes, I'm all sweat. Don't do that. Yeah. Man. Oh, okay. Well. Thank you, Lila. I appreciate that, sir. Thank All you. right. Well, so we got two feel good final thoughts. Well, I, yes, because you said put the coach. I did down. say put both of them. Yeah. <laughs> I looked down. I was like, wait, that's two of them. Two. Yeah. All right. Feel good final thought. All so, right. So this first one um, is this uh, is Arizona State. Arizona State. Arizona State football player scores first touchdown from a Chinese player. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, yeah. I I didn't actually see the play. Oh, I, um, it was, yeah. You know I'll be watching everything. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I ain't going to tell you all my business, but now I'll be able to watch more football. Okay. <laughs> all right yeah yeah but no it was really cool um yeah uh he uh it wasn't easy either he had to he had to force his way in for that for that touchdown it wasn't like yeah no it was it was cool though i I mean we say this all the time it's so crazy that we keep having all these firsts right like wait what it's the first time like what so i mean i guess I guess it makes sense. Probably not a lot of um, Chinese ethnic people of that ethnicity who play football, American right. football, definitely, anyway. Definitely yeah. not. It's definitely not a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So to yeah. see him be the first to score a touchdown, that was cool. So yeah. Okay, go on to the next one. The All next right, one next is one. the real one. <laughs> so now we we talk about representation and we talk about you know, black coaches getting an opportunity. 
Um, and so this story right here was one of those that made me smile to say, you know, progress, right? Yeah, Ooh, big so time. Seven African-American coaches are leading the SEC in women's basketball. Mm -hmm. Now, so I don't know exactly how many schools are in the SEC off the top of my head, but for the SEC to have seven black coaches leading that school is That's huge. Great. And this phenomenal. is the most, the most that it's ever been um, for women's basketball in the, in the SEC. Absolutely. So yeah, it's, uh, let's see, we got Kentucky, we got, who we got? Say that first name again. Oh, I don't have in front of me. I hate I don't have in front of me. Hmm? Say that first name again. I, didn't, I was saying the, um, the um, it's Don Staley, Coach South, South Carolina. Carolina. Mm -hmm. It is Yolette McPhee McEwen. Uh -huh. That's University of Mississippi. Okay. Uh, who else we got? Who else? Okay, they got a lot. Um, it's Joni Taylor, Georgia. Mm, who else we got? Nikki Fargus, LSU. I'm trying to find them all. Sorry, y'all. Oh no. Terry Williams, Terry Williams, Florinor, Florinoy of Auburn. I think that's it. Is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. But yeah, no, I'm impressed. If that's not all of them, look, charge it to our heads and not our hearts, because like literally, but. I just thought it was phenomenal. Like when I saw right. it, so the reason I saw it was I've, I've had two very good friends, um, people who are in school, back girls just in different places, um, saying that they can't wait till that's them. Like, I love oh, wow. that. This is yeah. what it's about. Like it's motivating, it's pushing. Right. Yes, like I'm like, yes. And I told both of them, you on your way. No big uh -huh. deal. Like one just won two state championship back to back. I think you on your way. That's the it. Other right. Thing, she on her way because she her program is building every year. Like they got further and further every year. So I just believe that, you know, yeah, this is what this is why this needs to be in front right. of people. This is why on every level and at every every sport this is what it needs to be i just well i won't talk about what i just watched but yeah i'm just saying i was even gonna say to Wheelay, like Wheelay, think about it in terms of getting into into like the office area of like sports which are, you know what i mean like you, yeah. i'm just saying <laughs> I'm, ju I'm just saying yeah but anyway so yeah, no, okay. those like we like those those athletes, they need somebody to, to show them how to invest that money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just saying, like real talk. Like you can be a, a huge influence. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right, y'all. Show picks. What, show what picks. we watching? What we watching? So you know I had something else and I changed it because I always did. <laughs> because this time I had to pick something because Y'all just gonna hear me continue to talk about this because it's it's amazing. Like yeah. literally, I can sit for hours and just watch because I love seeing these athletes be so transparent and honest 
about their lives mm-hmm. while they played the sport and now after the sport. And like what yeah. they they are being so real, it is so enlightening and it's just amazing. And so I literally said it out of my mouth today. I was like, I don't know how you're gonna make it happen, God, but I need to be on this show. Yeah. I need to be a guest on I Am Athlete. I just yeah. need to sit in the room with Brandon Marshall, Chad Johnson, uh, Chauncey, what's his name? Fred Taylor. Crowder. And oh, Fred Shannon Crowder, Taylor. yeah. Shannon Crowder and Fred Taylor. I need to sit in the room with those gentlemen and just have conversation. Essie yeah. gets to do it every once in a while because she's the president of the House of Athletes. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like that opportunity yeah. to sit in the room with those dudes. It is amazing. Like their conversations are just, it's captivating. It yeah. is. So I am athlete is staying at the top of my watch, what I'm watching with for a while. You know, I, and I told you the other day that I had, uh, I woke up super early in the morning, might've been like three, four o'clock in the morning. And I just turned it on. And I, I told you, I caught that, uh, the clip of them talking about PWIs versus HBCUs and yeah. just kind of the move to migrate back to, to HBCUs. And it, it was a really good conversation. You know, I took I took a piece from both sides of the argument. Yeah. Um it, it it really it was really intriguing. It makes me want want to watch more. So um, I'm definitely it, gonna it, dig it. into to to that one about the money next. Yes. And then today I watched one about um they they started it was a part one I only watched part one so far about them talking about it and instead of it being called i am athlete they scratched out athlete and said i am black so it started Ooh. with the whole conversation from where drew Brees made the statement about the flag and so today it was it was santana moss um what's his name something kelly he's a journalist isa and i cannot remember the other gentleman's name but it was good uh you know I'm, that's gonna probably gonna shoot up to the top of the list I'm Ooh, it was good it was so good so yeah <laughs> yeah we like what you watching uh or listening to i don't watch no tv like any of my friends i don't watch no like i don't even know tv i'll uh-huh. watch youtube but i will watch youtube okay YouTube, um i watch a lot of dj vlad uh, I watch okay. a lot of Sweet Cheese. I watch The Breakfast Club. Oh, there you go. Look, that's watch, his favorite. Right. <laughs> I watch like first take segments on um, mm-hmm. on YouTube because I like to see Stephen A. talk crazy because he's oh, a yeah. Yeah, okay. he the master at that now. <laughs> uh, yeah, those are a few little little, little YouTube little podcasts mm-hmm. I watch, but I don't really watch too much TV. I watch a lot of sports. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of I, sad. I, I, I all of that I, I I pretty much watch too, especially like you know I I'm on YouTube and I'll click through. Even though, I mean like obviously I I'm on Hulu all the time too, but um I, I had to stop watching DJ Vlad, man. You know, and I I used to really like the interviews. I think me not watching him is in protest of something that he did a couple of of, of months ago that I didn't agree with. Hmm. Um, we talked about this. Yeah, yeah. He had he had made some statements about the minister, and he, in my opinion, opinion, uh, for those when I say the minister, I'm talking about Minister Louis Farrakhan. He had made some statements. Um, he had 
taking some words that Minister Farrakhan said, and in my opinion, purposely use them out of context because what he said, and you know, I'm a poet, Stephanie, so yes. I'm really big on metaphor and, you know, simile. And he took um, the metaphor that he used and tried to use it, um, not figuratively, because figuratively, figuratively, figuratively he literally wanted to make it literal. he wanted to make it literal um yeah. and use it to you know um to 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 kind of um speak out yeah, against the minister yeah um and so um after i want to say it started with royce the five nine i believe he was the first person who who said yo you know dj vlad is a guest in this space and if he's going to do these things and do them intentionally and then intentionally not come out after being told that, yo, you, you took these statements out of context and not attempt to make amends, you know, um, because you're a guest in this space, like I can't support. And I, you know, and I, I've looked at plenty of interviews, everything he did on Tupac, you know, um, some stuff that he did with some artists out of DC. Um, but, but after that, like it just really left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna lie. I didn't know nothing about that story. That's crazy. That's, that's, I don't like that. That's lame. Well, so, and, and I know that you said you watched, so uh, one of his regulars who uh, um, is old, you probably don't, you may not know too much about Brand Nubian, but um, I don't know yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Lord Jamar, who was I one of his, his yeah. Him. So you you won't see him on there anymore because he's actually a, a five percenter. Oh well, yeah, no, he ain't trying to hit it. Yeah, and so when he, when yeah when he heard those statements, he actually called Vlad and was like, "Yo, you need to apologize." Yeah, and you need to correct the statements that you made, and he refused. And they were actually friends, like hung out together mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So that's unfortunate. Um, one thing that I have um learn about Vlad and seeing his interviews, he's he's pretty like firm on his decision. Like if he do something, oh, yeah. he don't normally typically go back like, cause he does something that I also don't like. And I've, I see the comment section and they don't like it either. When a artist or entertainer or anybody he's interviewed passes away, he tends to like pull the interview, pull that interview back front. up for yeah and pull it back up from years ago i don't really yeah. like that trying to get trying to get paid Clicks. off yeah. of their yeah i don't that don't sit well with me and a lot of people in the comments like that either it's definitely stuff that vlad do but he spoke on that and he pretty much said like you business. know he's gonna do what he want yeah he's a business you know yeah, yeah vlad's that type he gonna he gonna do what he want i don't agree with a lot of his decisions but yeah yeah. So, but yeah, I didn't know that. That's not what's up. He, he, yeah, he's out here. It's crazy because he's he's also getting a lot of backlash right now because I don't know if you're familiar with the Casanova situation. Yeah. Casanova just got arrested maybe like two or three weeks ago, uh -huh. and they saying they saying that um they use some of the interviews. They use his interviews is like to help to help prosecute Casanova. Mm -hmm. So lagging a lot of backlash on that because. As you probably heard, people already think that Vlad worked with the feds yeah, and stuff. Feds, yeah. So, you know, it's all type of stuff. Yeah, I try not to I try not to get too much into the politics of the podcast stuff that I watch, but I don't like that though. I, I can't yeah. support it. I don't I don't like that. 
That's lame. Right. Yeah. Y'all gonna have to just do a show together one day. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna just be absent. And it's gonna be conspiracy, conspiracy day. And I'm gonna just let y'all like we gonna set that up. So y'all we, we sure did go down the hole with this one. Like, yeah, y'all don't let all off somewhere else again. Okay. Yeah, no, nah, but it was it was about it was about show picks. It was about uh-huh. You know, yeah. yeah. I, I'm a, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make mine quick because it's pretty much an extension of last week. Now it's this uh we lay it's this thing called masterclass. And it's a platform where you can go to and you can get like uh, pretty much a course from the best. Last week, um, actually, now I'm still watching the masterclass from Timberland. Mm-hmm. And Timberland is talking about production and beat making. Um, and so I made it to, I want to say maybe lesson six with that. Mm-hmm. But this masterclass by Samuel L. Jackson is phenomenal. Gator. Like the huh? Gator. That's yeah, I'm Gator. Gator. <laughs> you know what? Gator is probably one of my favorite Samuel Jackson characters. Oh, that's why it, between that and whatever, I can't remember what his name was in Django, but those are my two favorites. Oh, Steven. Steven. Steven and, and Gator, they're my two favorites. Absolutely. What'd you say, Wheelay? I didn't catch that. So the master class, you saying that's a movie, a show, like No, so it, it's a platform, right? And so oh. You, it's, it's subscription based, you know, kind of like, you know, most of these platforms like, but, but what you do, what you do is you take, um, you can look at them all, but you take six of your top, like, uh, your top interests. Like for me it's music, it's writing, it's acting. And you choose the people in those fields who you want to like learn, learn that craft from. And so, one of the people I chose was Samuel Jackson for acting. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what I thought it was going to be, but it's a thousand times better than what I thought. Cool. Like you're getting like a, a front seat, like a, it's like he's sitting in front of you, tutoring you about mm-hmm. acting. Okay. Definitely. And okay. the depth of it is just, it's phenomenal. Awesome. Check it out. Yeah. He's a forever learner over there. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> I'm always, yeah. I love to learn. I'm always trying to be put be put on. Yeah, forever learner. That's right. It, it it's a it's a great investment. You know what I'm saying? Like they they even have people in there who teach who who give a um a a session on marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, um and just kind of anything that you could think of, yeah. it's probably on there. Oh, no, I don't play around. I just pulled it up already. I'm going to save it. Oh, I yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm going to check it out. I ain't just immediately. To check it out for, for sure. Yeah. Love it. Love it. This has been awesome. Yes. I, you know, I, I appreciate guests. I know that usually, like, we try to stay within an hour. At this point, I was just like, we just going to go. No. And we're going to talk no. for as long as we can. That's right. Um, and That's so right. we lay, man, we truly, truly appreciate you for coming on. Um, when we started the project, when we started the project, you are one of the people that we had in mind, right? Someone who noticed very early that they needed to transition to life after sport and they took those steps um, to make that transition. And so, man, we truly appreciate you coming and sharing your story with us. 
Yes, thank you. Um, and we just wish you well going forward. Absolutely. You know how I feel, bro. So don't even yes. <laughs> I appreciate y'all <laughs> for real. Like I appreciate y'all for having me on here. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Hopefully I touch somebody. Yeah. Hopefully somebody heard what I'm saying. And maybe they can feel different when they when they wake up tomorrow after listening to this. And they awesome. Yeah, for sure. But I appreciate y'all. Yeah, no doubt. Thank you. All right. Uh, tell them how to get up, Jerry. The end of another one. Yeah. If you want to reach out to us on IG, it's at Field the Number Two The Real Podcast. If you want to hit us on Twitter, it's, it's at Field the Number Two The Real P1. Um, shoot us an email, Field to the real podcast at gmail.com hit us up on our, our uh youtube page uh feel to the real podcast like share subscribe comment um i don't know some of y'all comment some weird stuff under there i, I we need to take a look at that but right right <laughs> this is day safe haven right here these keyboards right. <laughs> oh no certainly um you know reach out to us um and for those of you that are listening you know if you want to be on the show like we lay um was today hit us up let us know your story we would certainly love to have you um and i think that think that's it for me we like let let them know where they can find you again like your website uh, oh yeah y'all could find me on instagram at way too cold that's w-a-y-y-t-o-o-c-o-l-e c-o-l-e C-O-L-D, excuse me. <laughs> visit my website, go shop, search around at obsessedwithprofit.com. That's obsessedwithprofit.com. Um, and y'all can also follow my business Instagram at obsessedwithprofit. So everything is obsessed with profit because we obsessed with profit. We always shining here, better. That's it. That's it. <laughs> All right. As always, we love you guys. Peace. Now put the cameras on me. 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 Put the cameras on me.